And you sit down, you're like, well, we're both kink. Okay, what else? What do you order? You like you like the meatloaf? Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's Q&A day. It is Q&A day. And I think we're in a particularly good mood because before recording this Q&A, we received an email, a follow-up email, like an update. Yeah. And it was such a nice one. It really was. Yeah. With a picture. A picture. A photo of the happy couple. Yes. That could have been unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this particular couple, I'm not sure how much credit we can take, but it still felt cool to be involved. And it just got us on a good note yeah. for, for a Q&A day. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. So this first question is from Anonymous. <laughs> Dear Shandy. I absolutely adore you both and the relationship dynamic you have. A new episode of Dear Shandy is often the highlight of my day. How nice. Thank you, Anonymous. I have a fairly simple question. I'm a 30-year-old female in Southern California and often get told to date older. I'm open to it, but I don't want to date someone with children right now. In my last relationship, my ex had children, and it's not a road I want to go down again anytime soon. Well, I have found myself in a fun and casual situation with a 37-year-old male. He was upfront with me almost immediately that he wasn't looking for anything serious. When I asked why, he told me that he had some family stuff going on and didn't feel like he'd be a good partner. I later found out that his sister passed away from cancer in November, so I really don't fault him for his stance. My friend is also a 30-year-old female but lives outside of Boise, Idaho. She is somewhat recently divorced from a two-year marriage with a guy six years younger. She's recently been trying to feel things out with a 40-year-old prior co-worker. They finally went out the other day after his communication had been extremely spotty and from what she told me, he seems very set in his ways and unwilling to change for a relationship. Both men have never been married, engaged, or had children. The 37-year-old's last relationship ended summer of 2019, and the 40-year-old said that his longest relationship was too long, but didn't tell my friend an actual time frame. My question is, at what age or in what situation is it a red flag for a man to have never been married, engaged, or had children? And yes, the same question could apply to a woman. (laughs) Sincerely, Anonymous. I thought you would enjoy this one. When is never having been married a red flag? I feel like this one's mostly for you. <laughs> hmm. I mean, when we met, you had passed the 40 threshold. So I feel like you are qualified. Although you had been engaged. I had been. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're like, you're all proud of yourself. Oh, yeah. Such a solid <laughs> engagement. Let's put it this way. Had you not ever been engaged, do you think that that would have said something about you? It would have said something about me. It's okay. This is a, this is a very complicated question. Yeah, there's no one size fits all. First of all, this this is not even this is this is this falls into the too broad a question category in my mm-hmm. opinion. Oh, Bec- okay. Because it could be because the person just sucks mm-hmm. and no one wants to date them or stay with them. Yeah. Or it could be that they are extremely discriminating and know what they want and won't stop until they get it. Or they don't know what they want and they think that it's only going to hit them like a thunderbolt there you go and they're waiting for that to happen it may never happen and i honestly think that is the case with a lot of guys who let's say a 40 year old guy who's never been engaged or anything like it just has a couple of like long-term relationships under his belt i do think that if they really wanted to get married and have kids they would have done it by then yeah and you 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 can't know because a couple of those are are fine 
They're yeah. not red flags. I mean, the guy kind of sucking is like that. That also, you could break that down. Does he suck because <laughs> he actually genuinely sucks? Yeah. Or does he suck because he's dated the wrong women and they found him to be sucky because mm-hmm. he's chasing the wrong? Yeah, I think like if when I think of a couple of guys we know in their 40s who are single, very rarely am I like, how did that happen? They're perfect. Yeah. They're doing nothing wrong. Well, well. <laughs> Well, that can also be a problem if you're too good, if you have it all going for you. You mm-hmm. know, you've got the looks, you've got the charm, you've got the job, you've yeah. got all the things, whatever. You got the hair, the hair, the hair, you got, the the teeth. Hair, you got a teeth, <laughs> you got a skin, you got a muscle, <laughs> all, all the things people people like. That could be in itself a curse because you could feel like the world is always your oyster and you could just keep upgrading. You're like, I, I could do better. I could do better. I could do better. And of course that is a fault, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a human fault. You can't really say someone's a bad person for that. I totally agree. It's easy to point a finger at that person and be like, oh, you're too picky. Like get over yourself. But yeah. at the same time, we live in a society where they're kind of able to get away with it yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. If you give an animal endless supply of great food, mm-hmm. they're going to stop hunting. Yeah, and they're also going to get pickier and pickier. Yeah, they're not going to want. They're going to give them kibble, and they're going to be like, you're joking, right? (laughs) Is this our way of saying that we can't possibly answer this question? Can't possibly answer this question. I need more information. I need to know what what else about them. Mm -hmm. Are there other red flags? Are there signs of flags anywhere? Mm -hmm. Like, are they they particularly arrogant? Do they seem like they're they're scumbags? Yeah. Or maybe just simply they never want to settle down. Yeah, or maybe they think they would for the right person. I mean, let's look at it this way, from this angle. Okay, you had been engaged before, more like around 10 years prior to me meeting you, and you had had a couple of two-ish year-long relationships post-engagement and before meeting me, correct? Yeah. So on paper, someone could be like, that's a red flag. He's not ready to settle down. He's not really serious. What do you say to those people? (laughs) No. What do you say to those people? I have. Oh, oh, no, No questions. (laughs) I would say that I, and I think many men in America today and possibly the world, see marriage differently. In the old days, it was like, of course, you get married. You have Mm -hmm. kids. Like, there's no question. You don't have a choice. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of like, do you need to get married? Mm. Do you need to have kids? Why do you need to get married? What if you really enjoy life just not being married? Mm. Is that so horrible? Mm. And so I said to myself, after the engagement went sour, I said, you know what? If I don't find the woman that I 100% want to spend the rest of my life with, no questions asked, I'm not getting married. Simply because I don't want to spend the rest of my life with someone who's not someone I want to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, It's just that's so hard to apply to you know, to an answer. Because what would you say to the women you dated in the interim? You know what I mean? Like you dated them for two plus years. You tried. I tried and it was close. Okay. The only reason I dated them is because I thought there was potential for a lifelong situation. Mm. And it was close with both of them. But something was missing. And when I realized something was missing, I waited another six months and then I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Like any proper gentleman. I think the important answer here, and this is sometimes a general question is good. This is a general question, right? Mm -hmm. This is not very specific. No, it's you're right. It's too general. I shouldn't have chosen it. No, no, but you should have. For you, you should have. You know why? Because it's a general question. The answer to the question is no. The answer to the question (laughs) is simply no. You cannot assume there are red flags. Not today. In 1918, Mm -hmm. yeah, 
you're 42, unmarried. There's either a red flag or you're going to take over the world. Yeah. You're going to be like the next Rockefeller. I don't know, one of the two. Yeah. But now, today, it's not a red flag. It can be a red flag, but you know what else can be a red flag? Is being 25 and single. Yeah. That guy can be terrible. <laughs> it's Anything can be a red flag. Yeah. But this is not the basis for a red flag. It is the basis for a further investigation mm-hmm. to discover why, how, and if. <laughs> When? Who? <laughs> what? What? No, okay, I think you're right. If it is just a yes or no question, the answer is no. The answer is no. Yeah. And a definitive no. Mm-hmm. Definitive no. Because innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. If she said, I have a friend who's 32 and had a couple of girlfriends and, you know, dates here and there, is that a red flag? I'd say maybe. And we have to remember that once you reach a certain age, you have battle scars. Yeah. If I think about the guys I know in their 40s, like like I said, they're not perfect. There are little things about them, like idiosyncrasies. It's more complicated. You know, you're a little less like the wool has been lifted from your eyes. And so I think that you have to, that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Because you might meet a guy who's like, I've been looking for you my whole life. I'm ready. Like, I'm going to put a ring on it after five and a half months. I'm talking about you. Mm. Or you might meet a guy who's like, yeah, I've been fucking around for the last 20 years and I have no interest in stopping anytime soon. Yeah. There's all different colors and sizes yeah. of, of men in this situation. Yeah. Of, who, of who, what. <laughs> but what we're really saying is do the work. You know, don't, you can't just cubby hole. You mm-hmm. can't just say, because this guy is 42 and he doesn't have kids, never been engaged, he's bad. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that any more than, I, as I said, if a guy's 22 or 32 or 102, yeah. you have to do research. Hang out. See what makes him tick. Yeah. Period. No, you're right. You're right. And actually, the question in and of itself suggests wanting an outside answer yeah. to, to something that needs to be maybe a little more internal. Yeah. You, she's trying to take a shortcut. <laughs> she's trying to dear Shandy her way into getting out of the work. All right, Anonymous. Good luck. All right. This next question is from Forever Shandy Aaron. Oh, Aaron, are you, are you really forever? But some people have said that and I don't know anymore. Hey, Shandy. Mm. I'm writing in to ask if I'm wrong for expecting my date to pay for my toe. About three weeks ago, I started talking to this man from online. We can call him M. He's 30 years old and I am 27. I met him through an app that is geared more towards kinky people. I have been a part of the kink community for a while now and would like a relationship with someone who shares the same interests. It is very hard for me to date in the kink community and also be taken seriously as someone who wants a relationship. I can totally picture that being true. Yeah, tough dichotomy. I go on a date with him to an indie show. He seems super into me and starts calling me adorable and touching me in a way that feels a little premature for me. I am into him though, so I don't want to act weird, but it felt a little fast for me. I'm also pretty shy when I first meet someone. We hang for a bit and then he asked me to go to his place, which kind of annoyed me because every time I go out with a guy, he wants to go back to his place and I don't want to hook up with him. So I don't really see the point. (laughs) Despite being a part of the community, I'm actually very picky about who I sleep with and I need a deep connection before anything like that that can happen. But I'm bad at saying no and speaking my mind. And I was into him. So I said, yes, I would go. (laughs) (laughs) We go to his place. After I park, he says, hey, I sent you a link to register your car. They tow here. I said, okay, and I took a picture of my license and was going to fill it out when I got inside. Of course, I forgot once I was inside. 
He low-key makes a move and I turned him down. I told him that I did like all the things he was saying to me, but that they didn't feel quite so genuine because we didn't know each other so well. He proceeds to tell me that he feels a really strong connection with me, that he doesn't normally feel with other people, and that he's here to stay and he's super into me. It's sweet, but I have a hard time believing that he's not just saying what he thinks I want to hear to sleep with me. I have had men do that in the past. Mm. Overall, it's a pretty good time, but I get sleepy and decide I'm going to leave. I was not even at his place for an hour, but when I walked outside, my car had been towed. <sighs> he offered to take me to the tow place, and on the way, he says he'll buy me a dinner that makes up for the price of the tow. In my mind, I would rather you just pay for my tow. <laughs> I know that it was my fault my car got towed, but I just feel like if you live in a place that's towing every 30 minutes, you think you'd be more adamant about making sure I filled it out or tell me that they tow every 30 minutes so that I know to do it immediately. I am a teacher, and I'm saving up to move out of my apartment so I really didn't have $300 to spend on a tow. Am I wrong here for being annoyed? Is he wrong for not offering to pay or even split the bill with me? Am I just being jaded and not believing what he says or is it really odd he would say those things on our first date? I love how that last sentence is like, oh, by the way, this whole other question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to focus on the tow because that's what she led with. The title of the email is should he have paid for my tow? Okay. Thank you, Shandy. Love you. Heart emojis. Thank you, Aaron. Okay, let's get going. You know, when I first heard the title of this question, I actually thought it was like a TOE and he had done <laughs> something bad to her toe. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to hear how this happened. Oh, was this a letdown? It was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. But but it's still good. Yeah. Um. Yes, he should pay for the toe. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where his really annoying friend, like some favor or something. And Jerry's like, oh, let me pay you back here. And he's like, no, 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 just take me to lunch. And Jerry's like, no, I'll just pay you. He's like, no, no, take me to lunch. It's fine. He's like, okay. And so he's just like, oh, I don't really want to go to lunch with this guy. Yeah, he, so he doesn't just like rather, it. Yeah. So for the next, like the whole episode, he keeps like every day. He's like, right. He's like, Jerry, when are we going to that lunch? Oh, You said I you were remember. taking me to lunch. Yes. And he's like, oh, He's like God. forcing a friendship. Yeah, and, and the reason that came up in my mind is because I get the feeling, I get the feeling this guy, I, I don't want to answer her second question, yeah. but I want to touch on it. Yeah. I get the feeling this guy is a little full of shit. Yeah. I, I don't get a strong feeling about him. I also feel, ugh, I feel like from the onset, look, I totally get wanting to date within the kink community, but I also think she's encountering a lot of things that she seems very sensitive to and doesn't want to deal with. Yeah. And I wonder if she should just try dating on a normal, no, I don't want to say normal yeah. on like a, on a, on hinge or something, bumble, yeah. something where she can build up to, to the fact that she is in the kink community because otherwise she's getting guys telling her sh bullshit because they want to sleep with her guys touching her too early. And look, I'm not saying that it's ever okay. I just think that there is an assumption that if you're meeting on a, you know, on a kink website that you are going to want to do that. And I just think you have to sort of mitigate. I think it's a fair assumption that if you're meeting on a kink website, the, the person you're meeting might have some assumptions about where that date might end <laughs> up going. It's, it's an assumption that there might be assumption. There's an assumption on an assumption, <laughs> on a further assumption. <laughs> So I don't think that that should be discounted totally. I don't want to be like this person who's like, oh, no, king sites are exactly like normal sites. Everyone's completely yeah. not going to hook <laughs> up on the first date. Don't use the word normal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but just, you As know. As a matter of fact, if anything, maybe kink is more normal. It's maybe. more honest, maybe. But, you know, let's get it out of the way that we mean your everyday yeah. Yeah. bumbles, matches, Plain vanilla. E let's call it plain vanilla, yeah. not normal. Yes. Plain vanilla. <laughs> yeah. Plain vanilla. Okay. So I would think that there is kind of like uh, maybe a 
lean towards a more open concept of hooking up on a first date in a kink situation. I, I'm just making an assumption there. Yeah. And if I went, let put it, if I went on a kink site, I, I would expect more chance of action on a first date than if I went on a plain vanilla site. I mean, I think I would too. Yeah. So she's, this is what I will compare it to. Going, and this is wrong. I know people are going to come after me for this. But going to a kink site to find a partner is, to me, almost like going to the club on the weekend instead of on a Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to this. Because you're chasing the thing that everyone's chasing at the same time. Mm. You know, yes, you're going to have more options. Yeah. There are going to be more heads to deal with. A mutual understanding of what you're into, kind of. Yeah, there is a mutual understanding. But if you go out when less... Fewer people. Uh-huh. Is it less people or fewer, fewer people? people? Fewer persons? Yeah. Less people? <laughs> fewer people. It's fewer people. Anyway. But if you go out when there are fewer people, you know, you can actually maybe get the advantage of taking people off guard and like maybe introducing them to like, hey, by the way, you know, not by the way, this is not how you'd intro it, but you'd be more subtle. But, you know, I'm into I'm into some kink stuff. What do you think about that? I bet you a lot of plain vanilla people would be like, you know what? It's about time someone asked me about that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure that analogy totally works. Doesn't work totally. No, works a little bit. Yeah, I think that she's going to... Oh, God, we're totally focusing on the wrong question. We will get to the towing. We'll get to it. But I feel that she's focused on wanting to find this mutual understanding, but the way you find mutual understanding is getting to know someone and spending time with them yeah. and with as few assumptions about how quickly you're, they might sleep with you or you might sleep with them as possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I want a little more of an organic first date situation for her in particular because she is clearly very sensitive she's focusing she's like he was a little too touchy so early on it's like i i don't know why you need to meet on a kink site i i, I know and <laughs> you, you gonna, can grow into that we're, together we're, we're gonna get some hate for this because yeah. the people go you don't understand the kink community yeah and i get it for like i've done some kinky things so have i yeah not like i'm not i'm not a kink guy i'm not a kink guy no we're not I've in done... the kink community but we are not i don't think we're being prudes no we're not prudes and i will say that the mystery of not knowing, like you sit down, you're like, well, we're both kink. Okay, what else? What do you order? You like you like the meatloaf? <laughs> no, you're making a great point. I will say from my dating days, it was pretty cool and sometimes fun and sometimes very sexy to discover that yeah. either on the first date or on the 10th date. And you're yeah. like, oh, wait. We're into this. Yeah. And no, people aren't, most guys, honestly, are not going to say, oh, you're weird. Oh, you're into that? That's really weird. I'm not into that. Most guys are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm into that. (laughs) Anything they say, like, I'm into, you know, like hanging from my toe while someone licks my my hair. Like, whatever you say, I'm into it. I'm I'm good. I love how toe has been on your mind. (laughs) Well, I keep thinking of toes. I keep thinking of this woman's toe. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got that out of the way. We think that most likely, he was bullshitting her. Huh. You know, I just think so. Yeah. I, I'm also getting... He's trying to get in her pants. Yeah. And, and when I he also... felt he... And when he suddenly had to pay 300 bucks, he wasn't into it. He was like, oh no, let me take you to dinner. Meaning mm, like, let me get another, another shot date. of getting in your pants. Yeah. But so I'm going to pay for it anyway. Mm. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. This reminds me a little bit of the Venmo cocktail situation. Remember when the girl oh, went yeah. to a, like a, a wine bar near a guy's apartment? He chose the place, by the way. They went back to his place. She did not sleep with him and then he asked her the next day to venmo him back for her Oof, cocktail rough stuff it was like 17 dollars or something rough stuff and that's that should be a felony 
Yeah. <laughs> well, so my thought here is if she had slept with him, if he would have been like, oh, well, I'll, I'll get that. I'll pay for that. Yeah, I think there would have been a higher likelihood. Or at least, hey, I'll split that with you. I feel really bad that that happened while we were having sex in my apartment and yeah. I didn't let you know how frequently they tow here. Yeah, no, okay. that's messed up. I'm not liking this guy. I'm not liking him either. I actually get the, a little creeps from this guy. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't I, like the whole operation. And I, you know, on first read, I was sort of torn on this because I was like, well, he did warn her. He did send her the link. He was like, they tow her, they tow here, like, get on that. But she's got a point. She was there for less than an hour. If you know how frequently they're towing cars, and he seems so nonplussed by it, he's like, yeah, I'll drive you to the lot where they towed your car. He should have been like, no, seriously, do it now. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Pay he, for parking now. His priority was getting in her pants. It was not making sure she didn't get a towing. Yeah. And I think that because he didn't get what he wanted, he was like, oh, I'll, I'll drive you to the lot. The least he could have done was split it, it with her. It is a little her. skeezy. Just split it with her. It's That's little... the worst thing. That's the least you could have done is yeah. split it. Well, because let's be real. She's out $300 because of him. It is on him. Most people don't know. How many people try to park outside our building all the time and, we're, and we stop them? We're like, you don't want to park there. You will get a ticket. Like you need someone who knows to like guide you. Well, anyway, she can get another dinner out of him. <laughs> That's the part. That's the cherry on top for me. It's like, oh, I'll pay you back in the form of another date where I will continue to touch you a little prematurely. Hey, Aaron, how about that dinner? Remember that dinner? (laughs) When are we going to get that dinner? Huh, Aaron? (laughs) Okay, so Aaron, forever shandy, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I think that we agree with you. I think that he should have paid for it. Definitely. Yeah. Or at least, at the very least, offer to split it. Yes. We'll never know what would have happened in an alternate universe where she had sex with him. I can't help but wonder if he would have still not paid for it. I think he would have. He would have paid for it. He would have gotten what he wanted. He's like, okay, now I'm in. I got a membership at the club. Yeah. I'll pay for my dues. I mean, we also don't know what his financial situation is, but... Oh, I- but he's willing to take you to a nice dinner. <laughs> I like that. That's the best. It's like, I'll take you to dinner. <laughs> it's like next time I see some beautiful woman in the street, and I spill coffee on her dress. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll take you to dinner next week. <laughs> and she's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally solves my problem. Oh, yeah, I know. A really sexy place. Sexy, good lighting, <laughs> romantic, excellent. Around the block from my apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Won't get towed. All right, forever, Shandy, Aaron, good luck. I don't think you need to see this guy again, personally. Guess what I have coming in the mail in two days? I know that it's something. I have a cherry tree coming. (laughs) Very good. Very exciting. A lot of buildup to this cherry tree, let me tell you. A Lappin's cherry tree. Yes, we're very excited. And how did you choose the Lappin's cherry tree to be grown on our roof versus the other options we considered? We we thought about a lime tree. We thought about a fig tree. We thought about an olive tree. How did you decide? Well, it's interesting you ask because in the past I have gone to nursery websites, Mm -hmm. you know, that seemed pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten a tree and that tree was a lemon tree. And I brought it home and it proceeded to die very quickly because it's not in the right climate. Mm. And no one told me that. Fast growing trees not only tells you every single thing you need to know about the care of that specific genus or whatever it is. Genus? I guess. (laughs) Let's go with genus. But it tells you which zone 
It's four. On their site, you can choose between, I'm telling you, dozens of types of plant. Mm. So I chose patio plants. And under patio, there's like another whole category whole category of different things for and then patios. You, then you chose trees. And then I went to the subcategory of trees, of fruiting trees. <laughs> Not citrus. That's another category uh. of fruiting trees. Cherries was there. And then I went in cherries and I found the lapis cherry tree. But that cherry tree is perfect for my climate zone, as it said seven, right under there. 7B. 7B. And look, I was no expert when it came to buying plants online, but- Wow. The idea of buying a tree and it being delivered to your door. I've gone upstate to get a tree and lugged it back. It's not fun. And for those skeptics worrying about what condition these plants are in, they have a 30-day alive and thrive guarantee. I love that. Also, the prices are unbelievably reasonable. I, I say this, you know, we live on the Upper West Side. Sometimes I go to these plant, these fancy plant stores and I'm like, it's expensive. The, the, put it this way. The plant that I just bought on Fast Growing Trees. Yeah. The plant, the tree that yeah. I just bought on Fast... The tallish tree <laughs> that I just bought on Fast you Growing Trees. You got a four trees. to five foot. Four to five yeah. feet. Yeah. That's like a person tall tree. Yeah. That sure. would have cost twice that amount in a store around here. It's cute that you think it yeah, would be yeah, twice. Okay. So join over 1.5 million happy Fast Growing Tree customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Shandy now to get 15% off your entire order. Again, that's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Shandy. So as you know, I got a, a much needed haircut last week. Mm-hmm. And guess what bottle of shampoo I brought? to the barber to use to wash my hair. I forgot that you do that, and I love that you do that. Andy really does bring his own shampoo when he gets his hair cut. And it was pros that you brought with you. It had my name on it. And my barber said, oh, your name is on this bottle. And I said, that's right. And then I sold them on pros. (laughs) Then you went, personalized hair care from pros. (laughs) Wow, you remembered. I'm a little too well familiarized with your jingles. That's good. It's good. I'm glad they're landing. So pros hair care is effective, so effective that you'll bring it with you to the barber, but it's effective because it's personalized. It is personalized, as your jingle stated, mm-hmm. is you fill out their online quiz about your hair, not only the usual suspects like your hair type. You know, it's typical. It's like, oh, yeah. curly, straight, yeah, coarse, thin. Yeah, everyone does that. Yeah. yeah. But it goes way more in depth than that, talking about where you live, what the climate is, all these things. How play hard a, the water is. How hard the water is. All of these things play a role in how your hair looks and feels. And so how nice to have hair care that actually takes that into account and isn't just one size fits all. Yeah. And of all the things you should have personalized, I think that hair, soap, otherwise known <laughs> as shampoo... <laughs> Should be number one. Yeah, and it's not just shampoo. It's true, but it's not just shampoo. They have amazing conditioner. I love, personally love, love, love. their. They have this like brass fighting conditioner. Oh, yeah, fight that brass. No one wants that. They have a pre-shampoo mask that I also love. It makes a huge difference in my scalp. You've also stolen my hair gel. I have stolen your hair I gel. I noticed that. You know how I know that? Why? Because my name is on the bottle <laughs> you use. 
and we cannot let a pros ad pass us by without mentioning that they are an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. So custom made-to-order hair care from pros quite literally has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash shandy. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shandy for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. All right, this next question is from Catherine with an estimated reading time of one minute and 25 seconds. tight. Very nice. (laughs) Dear Shandy, I always look forward to Tuesdays and Thursdays to hear your hilarious recaps, sage advice, and lovely relationship dynamic. You two are marriage goals. Thank you, Catherine. So nice. Thank you. Speaking of marriage, I, 29 female, am getting married in one month, exclamation marks, to my fiance, 29 male, and we live in San Francisco, California. Wow, everything sounds great except (laughs) for that. (laughs) He is an incredible partner, and I cannot wait to spend our lives together. However, he and his friends have created a pattern that worries me. My fiance is a very generous person. I think it's a lovely trait, but I feel like it has teetered into being taken advantage of by his friends. He makes a good amount of money, especially for his age, but his friends are not struggling either. Let me give you some examples I've noticed with his group of five guy friends. When we go out to dinner with his friends, they always assume he will pick up the bill. We're talking $500 plus meals, Mm. and I never see any of his friends reach for the bill. He has gone on multiple trips with his friends where he will book the Airbnb and they never offer to pay their share and assume he will cover what? it. How rich is this guy? And I mean, for this to be the case, yeah, he has to be a billionaire. I <laughs> Even then. Even then. Like you have one really wealthy friend and yeah. you're not like, oh yeah, nope. obviously you're picking up the Always tab. split the checks. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we do it even more we more, we, I don't we, know if we you can more, more <laughs> split the check. It's like with prejudice. I'm like, <laughs> no, but we split it because it's, it's, it's a Etiquette. insult to the friendship. It's, it's, yes. it's disrespecting the friendship. It's like, oh, you're rich. So obviously you're going to pay for us. Like we're your kids. Yeah. No, you're our friend. You're our good friend. Therefore we split everything. It doesn't matter what we've done in life. Yes. Sorry. I yeah, know that clear. usually I let the, jumping quest, the gun here. It's a, a minute and 25 <laughs> seconds. I couldn't wait till the end. <laughs> And the latest example, which has really upset me, is his bachelor party. My fiance planned the entire thing with no help from any of his friends. This included paying for an Airbnb and paying deposits for excursions and restaurants. He paid around $10,000 for their accommodation and not a single one of them offered to pay him back. Not only did they not contribute to the expense of the house, but they also did not make him feel particularly special because they didn't plan any surprises or help plan the weekend at all. I am feeling very protective of my fiance and sad to see his friends use him in this way. He claims to want to provide for them and spread his generosity, but he also expressed feeling disappointed in how little they contributed and how they made him feel. A precedent and pattern has been set where they assume he will take care of everything, both planning and paying. I know he would appreciate some reciprocity and effort from them as well. This is not something I would tolerate from my group of friends and I would speak up for what I need. So my question is when we are a married couple and have shared financial goals and finances how can we avoid this type of behavior from his friends is there something i can do or say to prevent them from taking advantage of us or does he need to confront his friends and create a clearer boundary looking forward to hearing your wisdom all the best catherine mm. Ooh. 
I both love and hate this question. I at hate, the same time. I hate yeah. his friends. I, yeah, I hate the situation, but I love it as a. I mean, I love a sticky question, and this is yeah, sticky, sticky, sticky. Yeah, well, it's clear where we stand. Oh, there's no, there's no question. How where could we stand. anyone? The see question this is, how do we describe where we stand? That's, that's <laughs> the issue here. Yeah, and I will say that she used the word there, precedent. Mm-hmm. He has set a precedent, yes. which is very hard. The genie's out of the bottle. Very hard to put this one back in. Yeah, because his friends are now used to it. They're mm-hmm. like, oh whoa! Every time we hang out with him, we get to do our things for free. Yeah, and we daddy get to do will, nice daddy things. will cover this. Now the question is this. Does he want to continue with that precedent? Does he want to have a group of friends that hang out with him because he's giving them this money? Or does he want to find out if he actually has real friends? Yeah. The only way to do that is to, is to, uh, is to, <laughs> is to what do you do? What's the thing You're I'm doing? You're doing a thing that I'm a parent doing... does. He cuts his kids yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was pulling. I need to be cutting. Yeah. He takes Cut. the credit card that he's given his kids yeah. and he cuts it. Yeah. He's like, no, you're going to go get a job. And then you'll see that your kid doesn't love you. (laughs) But there is something to consider there. Like what the problem with. Okay, first of all. Oh, my God. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so worked up over this question. But Catherine's right. She's right. He is responsible for this dynamic. Yeah. And if she wants to step in, she can. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think this is such a foul. This is money. This is numbers. This isn't just like, oh, he like his gaze rubbed me wrong. You know, this isn't a behavioral thing. This is like he is out $10,000 more or less for his own bachelor party and no one offered to pay anything. And they didn't even do good. They didn't make surprises for him. <laughs> they didn't make surprises. They didn't do good surprises. <laughs> I don't know. How do, you, do you create a surprise? <laughs> Have a surprise? Something about... Initiate a surprise? (laughs) Formulate a surprise? Something about making a surprise is funny. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't make a good surprise. (laughs) (laughs) That's icing. Or farts. (laughs) Generosity is one thing. That's like you go to like Africa and you, you know, give a village of people like medical care for free. That's just... That's generosity. This yeah. is this is weakness, in my opinion. Mm. I think that he doesn't feel, and I, I know this is going on a limb a little bit, and, and he might I may be wrong, but I feel like deep down he doesn't feel adequate enough to have a really good circle of friends without sort of draining this money on them. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing, whether it's for that reason or another reason. It doesn't matter what the reason. That's my hunch, mm. but maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't want to malign the, him. No, that could be the subconscious reason. It, it has to be a little bit. And I think that that's something he has to break out of for himself, most, most importantly. And secondly, for his wife. Um, Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> I, I remembered, sort of. <laughs> maybe anonymous or Catherine. But I think for himself, then his wife, and then his friends. Mm. Because it's actually not even fair to his friends in a way. I know they're kind of the assholes. Mm, I get you're 100%. that. 100%. But in a way, you train an animal to do something, they're yeah. going to they're gonna do it. Yeah. Like, that's the way people are. They're creatures of habit. Like, if you, if someone starts paying for everything, you're just going to, oftentimes, people will just be like, all right, fine. That's the way it is. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. I'm going to get paid for. Yeah. And they get used to it. Okay. It's clear that he is, I don't know, conf- conflict averse or he's he doesn't like talking about money. I think that he's very uncomfortable. And look, over the years, the times I've lent a friend money or gotten dinner and was told that I'd be paid back, the times that a friend has made you remind them, like we've both been there in Mm. different ways with different amounts. You don't want to have to do that. 
It's horrible. You don't want to have to do that. Yeah. I avoid it. If I have to remind someone to pay me, I just don't. I just like, I'm going to eat this, but I'm going to hold a grudge. Yes. Oh, that's what <laughs> we're the exact same person. Yeah. For me, if it's under a certain amount, yeah. like if it's a dinner or something where, where we were supposed to split it, it was meant to be split. And then they forget, either forget or forget one or the other. You don't forget. You just don't forget. I mean, I don't forget. You shouldn't forget. When I owe someone money, I do not forget. Yeah. But... I, it's clear that he doesn't want to deal with it, but it is on him. Like, it's, yeah. even if it's as simple as the the check comes and look, he might have this impulse to reach for it first because he's like, oh, I don't want it to be awkward. I don't want the check to sit there. But maybe he could just sit on it for a minute and see what happens. Can you imagine? He just sits there. He's just sitting back watching. It's like yeah. the clock. You like, see the time lapse. It's like. <laughs> and maybe he could train himself by going to a dinner situation with his wife where she can be like, no. You're not going to do this? I don't think he needs that kind of training. I think he, this is a decision. This is just a decision. He doesn't need to learn how to do this. Oh, I he, think he just needs to do it. He is as trained in this dynamic as his friends are. They've trained him just as he's trained them. But what I'm saying is with a lot of personality traits that you need to fix, it's nuanced. Mm. It's complicated. Yeah. It's not, this is simple. It's one thing. Yeah. Don't pay for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's one or, thing. Or if that's like unbelievably uncomfortable for him, he could say, what do you guys think? Let's all split this evenly. Like everyone put down their cards. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that happens for most bills anyway. Well, it would be funny if got- all his friends are like, oh, we didn't, we didn't bring any money with us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I look forward to them. I mean, by the time this airs, maybe they'll already be married. But I have a feeling Catherine's not going to let this fly for much longer. And she's right. She shouldn't. She shouldn't allow this. It doesn't matter how rich he is. It's not even about this is the thing. Let's say he's a billionaire. And let's say he could buy the whole world dinner every night and he'd still be fine. Yeah. It's not the issue. I think Catherine also knows what the real issue is. Mm -hmm. The real issue is he's setting a precedent for the guy who basically showers his friends with money. Mm. And that can't end well. You will have a lot of friends and you will have a lot of friends who are not your friends. Yes. And she doesn't want to be around that. No. And, you know, she does have a point. Shared finances, whether it's a lot of money or a little bit of money, that money could be their future kids tuition or a really amazing honeymoon. And also, let's be honest, in this life, you never know what's around the corner. Like yeah. that guy was Sam Freed or whatever his name is, the crypto guy. Oh, what was he worth like best, thirty billion dollars? Now he's in, like worth negative a billion. Yeah, and in and prison, in prison <laughs> probably for the rest of his life. Yeah, but uh-huh. like, you never know what's around the corner. Yeah. You don't know. Maybe his business goes bust, or what? It, I don't know. Maybe he works at a company. Maybe that company goes bust. Mm-hmm. Maybe even if that never changes, you you want to be surrounded by authentic friends who value you for your yes. company and not for what you have to offer them. There's 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 no reason why he should be doing this. If his friends, if he just so happened to have friends who are all extremely financially stressed, Mm -hmm. then fine, he'd be paying for it. But only until the point where they got themselves up on their feet. Yeah, even then, I think that friend should be like, look, I can't afford to pay for my share of this fancy dinner you've taken me to, but like, I'll get coffee next weekend. It's a gesture. Or maybe just go to Olive Garden. I don't Nothing know. against Olive, Olive Garden. Garden's not that cheap, I don't think. Olive Garden's not that cheap. No. Olive Garden is, is very overpriced for what you're getting. <laughs> okay. Good sidebar. <laughs> this question just gets to me. It's something about it really gets to me. I just think fair is fair. I hate it when people act like, you know, someone else's money is more spendable than their own. I think it's important that that, that he make an effort on this. Because it's, he's doing enough just for himself. He's doing it for her. Yeah. Swing for Catherine. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember. I just I, I said that whole thing just to prove that I remember her name. You know, usually I'm all about like a real like talk where you flesh things out. Yeah. I don't even know if this needs to be a confrontation. I think this could simply be a suddenly he's not paying for things. Yeah. And see what happens. As a matter of fact, that's I would say that's happen. a better way to do it. Totally. Because then he's going to see their true colors. Yeah. Like, are they going to sit around and have 25 coffees after dinner? And they're just sitting there till like closing time and no one's paying. Like, mm. what's going to happen? This is, I mean, he's, yeah. he's basically set up the perfect scientific experiment. <laughs> I think this is our way of saying we really want an update, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. This is perfect. It's like take a bunch of people, drop this really rich guy in the middle and have and him all, pay for everything. And they're all doing fine. They're all living they're in all San fine. Francisco. Yes, they're around 30. Like, come on. Living in a closet in San Francisco yeah. means you're doing well. Yeah. It's, I've been in San Francisco. It's ridiculous. Most overpriced city in the world. Literally in the world. Because I, I don't even like San Francisco. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't pay any price. That's a lot coming from us where we, I mean, this is a very expensive city we live in. This is a very expensive city, but San Francisco, I think the value is, uh, anyway, but you get the outdoors and they've got good fruits and vegetables are tremendous, (laughs) absolutely tremendous produce, no questions asked. But I would say this is perfect. You get a rich guy, you get a bunch of people, you pay for everything, extravagant, pastor parties, fancy restaurants, nights out, and then suddenly you pull the plug. (laughs) I mean, I got to admit, I would watch that show. That's a great show. Yeah. I would pay money to watch that. Who is your real friend? Oh, that's the name of the show. (laughs) Who is your real friend? They say, oh, we're doing the show where you just go out and have a really fun time. And at the end, he just decides who his best friend is. And so they're like, oh, I want to be his best friend. But what they don't realize, it's not that at all. It's just who's going to still be his friend after they don't get anything. And the show doesn't pay for them either. There's no craft services, nothing. They have to buy their own food on the set. It's a great show. Okay. And then, Catherine, quickly to answer your other question, I think you can get involved if you want. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, if, if he's having a hard time setting his own boundaries and you now have shared finances, if you're out to dinner with them, you can be like, hey, guys, how about we each put in our card? Yeah. Or when he reaches out and his arm goes out with that card, you <laughs> slap it. Like, no. OK, Catherine, good luck. All right. This next question is from R as in the letter. Dear Shandy, I love the podcast and that it gives me both a bachelor recap and advice show all in one. Even when my opinions don't align with your advice, which is rare, I always learn something from the discussions you have with guests and callers. Hoping oh. for that now. Thank that you, nice R. someone who isn't always agreed with, who still enjoys the process. Mm, yeah. I'm writing about my fears with my current set of dating options. I'm a 31-year-old bisexual woman living in a big U.S. city. I'm in the fifth year of my PhD program with one or two two years left. The last five years have been filled with huge personal growth for me. I came out to myself and my friends and family. I gained a ton of confidence while dating and explored polyamory and open relationships. I've been working through perfectionist work habits. I adopted a dog. I'm now at a point where I've decided polyamory isn't right for me. I want to find a life partner. The problem is... There's a good chance that I'll move from the city I'm in when I graduate. When I think about starting a new relationship, it feels unlikely that I'll find someone who will want to uproot their life for me. I mostly see the women in my life moving for male partners. I worry that a new partner of any gender won't have the same willingness to move for me. I'm also worried that I'll be tempted to sacrifice potential jobs for the sake of a potential partner. I know that I'm borrowing trouble from the future. It's all hypothetical. My question for y'all would be... 
Should I let this fear go and put myself out there letting the chips fall where they may? Or should I put my relationship goals on hold while I figure out where I'll be in a couple of years? Including a picture of my cute dog, even though I know y'all are cat people. I love cats and dogs alike. Just <laughs> really trying not to offend us. Uh, I mean, I have such a strong, like, I mean, clear... This, I mean, this is The obvious. answer is obvious. Yeah. The question is, do we have more to add? Mm. Okay, so obviously our... Yes, you should live. Okay, and that's okay. She said she's borrowing problems from the future. She's not only borrowing problems from the future, but she's also tabling her present life for a future that is all like it's a bunch of unknowns. It's ridiculous. It's like, why are you waiting for tomorrow to live your life? It's like she's it's like she's saying, you know, I might get explosive diarrhea, so I'm just not going to eat any meals for the next week. <laughs> I bet you didn't think I would get explosive <laughs> no, diarrhea into this No, question. I mean, I, but it kind of sort of worked. Yeah. I'm getting a bit of a self-esteem undertone here, not yeah. to go too serious. But when she says, I can't imagine a partner being willing to move for me, it's like, why not? Why not? Why? Why? As a matter of fact, what better a test that defines someone who's willing to move for you? Yeah. It's almost good. It's almost better yeah. to be moving around to find someone because that means that person really wants to be yes, with you. Yes. Well, hard to get that one out. <laughs> Struggle <English. there. laughs> Tough. It is something that she'd probably bring up. Like it's, it's something that I'm not saying that she should just assume like the guy or, or woman, I don't know. She's yeah. Dating, either. Either is, uh, is, is open to it. She should say like in the early days of meeting, like, by the way, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going to be in the next couple of years. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. It's just a conversation. Oh, and she might meet someone who's like, I've been dying to leave this city, but I needed the right reason. Yeah. You know, you never know. You never know. Or or it could be someone who's like, oh, you're, you're not going to be here for the rest of your life. I don't ever want to see you again. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Just talk about and it. And in which case, how great to know that right off the bat. Yes. As a matter of fact, it's better to be dating in her situation yes. than not. Yes. Because you're going to weed out a lot of bad candidates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wrong candidate. Wow, she, I mean, this is the biggest no ever. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, you're just wrong. The answer to your question is you're wrong. Yeah, she's super, super wrong. And you know, I'm, I am delighting in how wrong she is because yeah. the world is her oyster. The world is your oyster, R. Go enjoy. Do Why we, are you waiting until, I don't know, what, what's an analogy based on an oyster? <laughs> Wait, I have to think of an analogy based on an oyster based on the question? I mean, maybe you could tie it into your explosive diary. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe if you do want to avoid explosive diarrhea, plan your meals to have no oysters in them. Oh. And your chances are better. Yeah. I'm not sure what that, no, that does, work. but that, that is a good strategy if you want to avoid diarrhea. Yeah. My personal opinion is oysters are bad for you. It's a, it's a risky move. <laughs> A risky move. I want to hover a bit on the self worth thing before we close. Yeah. Or I feel like that's the question you didn't ask that maybe you should ask yourself. I don't want her to ask us that because I feel like that's more of a therapist question. You know, yeah. we always I, I we prefer circumstantial questions. And in your case, you did very well. You did ask the circumstantial question, but I think that the subtext is a therapy question, mm-hmm. which is why do I have so little self worth that I think no one could possibly be interested in dating me if it would involve possibly moving or having a long distance relationship? Yeah, I think that's the thing she needs to think yeah. about. Yeah, this is the, the answer to your question is obvious, and I don't want you to stray from that. Yeah. The answer is you should go forth even more vociferously than if you weren't moving around. Totally. Why do you not think you're worth it? Why mm-hmm. do you think that no one would want to move with you? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. 
No, 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 no. Sorry, that's not crazy. I can't say crazy. Right? No, you can. I can say just crazy. Say that, yeah. Don't that, just say it's crazy. Just say uh, that's, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Does nuts pass? Nuts okay? <laughs> I can say nuts. Okay, thanks. <laughs> that's nuts. Don't do it. Okay, our good luck. I don't think she needs it from like a situation standpoint. I think she needs it from within. Yeah, good luck on just being happy about yourself and doing your life. It's about the journey. Not the destination. All right, this next question is from K as in the letter. Dear Charlene and Adam. First of all, I'd like to say that I'm a big fan of yours and I look forward to your podcast every week. Well, not a big fan of, of looking at things. She spelled Charlene correctly, though. She spelled your name correctly. Yeah, well, that doesn't and happen. she chose another name for me. <laughs> Even though the show is called Dear Shandy. <laughs> okay. I've been a fan since day one when you started recapping The Bachelor, and now I'm hooked on all your segments on the podcast. I'm also going to name drop and say that my cousin, Kat Gill, has met you from Catch Studios. That's She's in Edmonton. Amazing photographer. Oh. And we both love you so much. Oh, that's so nice. What's the relation? She's her cousin. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Right. I'm a 35-year-old single female in Vancouver, BC, and I was widowed seven years ago. Mm. My husband and I were together for 10 years Oof. and married for just under a year and a half before he lost oh, his battle to cancer. Oh, that's awful. I've dated since my loss and was in a relationship for three and a half years until that ended two years ago. I'm now single again and back in the dating world. My question is, do you think it's okay to have pictures of my late husband and my ex-boyfriend on my Instagram? I feel like my husband was such a big and important part of my life, and I don't want to hide that on IG. Instagram. I don't know why I said IG. (laughs) I'm also proud of that part in my life when I was with him. As for my ex-boyfriend, I still have some pictures of him because I want to show people that I'm okay now with a lot of therapy since my loss and I've dated since. We also still have respect for each other and the breakup was very amicable, so there are no hard feelings. He was a great first boyfriend after my loss. I guess the pictures of my late husband followed by my ex-boyfriend to me shows the progress that I've made and my journey in my life. I'm asking because when I add a new guy on my Instagram, usually from matching on a dating app, I'm a bit nervous that he'll see my past. If you creep hard enough, you'll see that I was married, lost him to cancer, and have dated again. I've had some guys be completely cool with it and some just stop responding to messages. And I do wonder if it's from having pictures of my past. I'll also add that it's just a handful of pictures of my late husband and my ex-boyfriend. My Instagram is not covered with their pictures. Do you think having pictures of your ex is weird to have on your social media sincerely k no also no it's a double no from both charlene and adam yeah yeah particularly from adam <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel very strongly about yeah this. i do too i feel that not only is it okay but i would encourage it because the more you do to show who you are and what you care about without doing bad things mm-hmm. like if i like to hurt small animals oh. that's not something you should publicize no. but i'm saying if i want to remember my late husband or if i want to remember the good times i had with my ex who i'm now friends with yeah put it out there because if anyone's upset by that right there weed him out yeah she said some people have been totally cool with it and some others have stopped responding thank god good you could have wasted three months dating that idiot it's actually not totally dissimilar from the last question just in the idea that like you're immediately going going to weed out bad candidates yes 
And you're going to be yourself. You're going to show this is what I care about. Yeah. I care about gardening. I care about cats. I care about my exes. Yes. I don't think Instagram should turn into, and I know it does for some, but I don't think it should turn into a, basically another app that you, you use for dating. No. So it's like all just pretty shots of yourself and none of your history, none of the stickier things in life that might turn I off agree. someone. Like not, If it turns them off, good riddance. I'm not saying you should have like boudoir pictures with your exes. <laughs> that might be going too far. Even I'm a boudoir. I, yeah, a boudoir. <laughs> a Calvin Klein and Inside joke. I mean, no. If anyone watched our Love Is Blind recap, well, it depends. Some people don't. Oh, Q and A. Real Q and A people don't watch our Love Is Blind (laughs) recap, so they don't know what we're talking about. Well, you know, they're missing out. Because our Love is Blind recaps are actually very uh, Q&A-ish. Very Q&A-ish. Yeah. So don't, don't get distracted by the fact that it's Love is Blind. That's just a Trojan horse. <laughs> are we just selling other parts of yeah, our we're trying. <laughs> so tune in. This Saturday. Wait. No, Tuesday. no, we're Next done. Next Tuesday. We're, we're done. Okay, we're done. we're done. Sorry, I tried. So no, no. Keep them up. Yeah. Keep, add more. They're a part of who you are, a part of your life. And yeah. if, if a potential date has an issue with that, then thank God you didn't waste any more time on them. It saves you time. Basically what you're doing is you're cutting to the chase. You're saving all the bullshit. Yeah. And what a nice way. Like, I think that you should honor the journey of life. Are you kidding me? What? So because her husband is someone she had sex with and uh, he died and she loved him, she has to banish him from her Instagram because other guys might get jealous. Uh, Give me a fucking break. Okay. All right, Kay, good luck. And we forgive you. Yes. <laughs> Fairly. So. <laughs> You're looking very cozy over there, Andy. You know, and now this is a challenge. Yeah. I've been challenged by my loungewear. Mm-hmm. It's saying, try. Try to make me look like I've been worn a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've taken the challenge and I've started wearing these even more than I used to, which is basically everywhere i now wear wear these outside yeah i've gone against my policy of only inside (laughs) pants i just went out to the farmer's market with these on Mm -hmm. i don't care anymore i'm gonna try to make these look bad so far i'm losing this battle okay so andy's lounge pants that he's referring to are by cozy earth they are made with viscose from bamboo making them unbelievably soft they're squishy soft i whenever i fold up your pants i'm like damn damn right yeah so imagine how it feels on my body And it's true. I cannot get over how those have not aged a day. They're as black as the day we got them. There's no pilling. There's no nothing. No stretching out. They're just great. And now let's talk about their sheets. The main course of Cozy Earth. (laughs) Yeah. The sheets that you will never buy another sheet after you purchase. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. You're not going to do it. You'd only do it out of spite to say like, I'm going to show dear Shandy. (laughs) I'm going to buy another sheet. That's all. Yeah, Cozy Earth bed sheets are made with viscose from bamboo. Again, unbelievably soft. Soft, cooling, mm-hmm. silky smooth. Yes. Without being too silky. Yeah. You know what I'm talking it's about. It's like velvety silky. Indestructible. They don't rip. And just a couple of minor details to add. It's been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years running. Unbelievable. And because it's made from bamboo, it's way more sustainable than the average bed sheet. Yes. So right now, our listeners, the Shandies, can save a whopping 35% on Cozy Earth. But hurry, this offer ends soon. Go to CozyEarth.com Shandy and enter promo code Shandy at checkout to save 35%. CozyEarth.com Shandy. So, Andy, our website, DearShandy.com, is so close to release that it may even be out by the time this ad airs. Ooh, that's exciting. I really do have to thank you. You've kicked ass on this website. Uh, Well, you know who I really have to thank is Squarespace. I'm sorry. I don't thank you. (laughs) 
Thank you, Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace. I mean, you have to have been living under a rock to not know what Squarespace is. I remember just learning about Squarespace. I swear, like a million years ago, I was on the subway and I saw an ad for it. I promptly moved all my websites over to Squarespace. They just have the best templates. They have the best features, everything you could possibly need to make a gorgeous website with little to no design experience. And now that literally everybody Mm. has a website, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be left out in the cold. No, it's important. It's very legitimizing. Yeah. Honestly, that I mean, we've talked before in other Squarespace ads, but it's true. A good website will make or break whether or not I choose to purchase something from that brand. The first thing I do when I find any new thing that mm-hmm. I may purchase mm-hmm. is go to their website. 100%. And I make a decision within five seconds yep. whether I feel good about this. Totally. Like if I see something advertised on Instagram, I'm like, oh, that's a slick reel or something. And then I go to their website and it looks crappy. I'm like, never mind. Yeah, yeah it's like a 90s website. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Or even a 2010 website. <laughs> yeah. And Squarespace has something for everyone. And I can speak from experience. We both can because we mm. both have more than one website with Squarespace. For example, I have my blog, alltheprettypandas.com with Squarespace. That's mostly a blog. I have my singing website, which is mostly like bio, photos, like contact. You know, it's more like a portfolio site. Dear Shandy is a totally different layout. They all serve totally different purposes. And Squarespace not only has templates for those different purposes, but also features. So let's say you're someone who needs to be scheduled. Squarespace can handle that. Let's say you're selling product. You want to have an online shop. Squarespace can do that. You want to have a blog. Squarespace can do that. You want to have a mailing list. Really, it is just endless. Every feature you could possibly want. So you're saying you like Squarespace? (laughs) So head to squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code Shandy to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code Shandy to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right. This next question is from B as in the letter. So many letters today. A lot of letters and also letters that are also words I've noticed. (laughs) A little confusing. I'm going to picture this as be the animal. Like the insect? It's, uh, you know insects are animals. Oh, yeah. People don't think about that. No, you're insects right. Insects are I animals. I confess I didn't think that. I don't think they have too much higher thinking, but they are technically animals. Okay. Bee. I'm going to think of it as a bee. An acute bee. Not a bee that you're worried about. No, like it's a picnic. bumblebee. Like, it's like a cute fuzzy bee. It's a fuzzy bumblebee. A bee that doesn't bite you unless you literally like squeeze it. It's and, a cartoonish and bee. It. Yes. Dear Shandy. I hope this message finds you doing well. You two are a gift to the podcast universe, and you're one of my few must-listens each week. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, B. Thank you. My question is about a co-worker relationship. Let's call the other party Patty Perky. What? (laughs) And you can call me B. So the other person is Patty Perky. It's two names. Two names that aren't their name. Yeah. Is it Patty, and then Perky's added to it. Yes. It'll make sense in a second. Uh, We just... People don't want to hear that. Sorry. It was a clean one, though. It wasn't gross. It was very dry. It was dry. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a graphic one. No. It was just air escaping out the better hole. (laughs) For background, we are both straight cis women. I have been at our place of employment for 10 years, and she has been there for just over a year. Patty Perky thinks the world of herself, has a bubblegum pink stapler, and constantly says things like, you're the best. (laughs) Bottom line, I can't fucking stand her. <laughs> but I, I really have... like this girl. 
<laughs> but I have to work with her and I'm extremely averse to confrontation. So I put on my smiles and pretend that I can fucking stand her. I must do a pretty good job of it because she seems to think we're friends, which leads to my problem. She keeps forcing me to hug her. If we haven't seen each other in person for a while, usually by my design, mm. she'll beam a smile on me and say, hi, friend, and stand there with her arms out wide. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> the other day I was in her office venting my frustration about a project and she cut me off saying, let me give you a hug. I didn't need a hug. <laughs> I, ne <laughs> I didn't need a hug. I needed her to listen, but she stood from her chair, put her arms out wide and waited. <laughs> What was I supposed to do? In all caps, what was I supposed to do? I love that she did it yeah. twice. Have to hug her. I'm trapped into hugging her every time. I love how this is written, by the way. Wow. I'm not anti-hug in general, but I don't want to hug her. It's a violation of my personal space. But how do I make it stop? Despite having 50 plus employees, my workplace doesn't have an HR department and the owner either ignores personnel issues or makes them worse by getting involved. Perky and I both report directly to him. So there's nobody in between to go to. I realize the best solution is to simply tell her that I choose not to hug, but I can't wrap my head around how to do that without making things awkward i don't want to create drama i just want i just want her to stop hugging me please help me <laughs> well i will say that uh this is definitely a first world problem yes yes but it also can be very grating Oh, I think on the surface, this sounds like a, a bitchy email, but I don't think it is at all. I think that when someone you don't like and Makes who doesn't skin crawl. Yeah, and who doesn't read between the lines, it's like, I'm at a workplace, I'm being civil with you. The girl's not like minding her her space. You know what I mean? I, I, I would also find it very grating. I'll tell you that there was one mildly passive aggressive move in here. I know she made it because every woman with a bubblegum colored stapler <laughs> is going to be thinking, am I hugging somebody inappropriately? You know, I, that's the one I, I would, I would own a bubblegum pink stapler. Yeah. I mean, it depends if she listens to dear Shandy, which she may, mm -hmm. I don't know. Does she sound like a, does a dear Shandy person have a bubblegum? I just said I'm part of Shandy. I'm the shut in Shandy and I would 100% own a bubblegum pink stapler. But you wouldn't that hug very people cute. all the time. And you wouldn't no, say life well, is great all like the time. That. Well, you know what? I don't like overfamiliarity. Yeah. That's one of my social yeah, peeves. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, I'm very conscious of not okay. being so overfamiliar. So you wouldn't be this patty perky. Never in a million years because you, you have to build up to that. Yeah, you're not a hugger. You'll take hugs, but you don't you don't offer hugs without a hug really being needed to be offered. Yeah, I think that a hug can sometimes seem a little patronizing. And I know that perfunctory. The, yeah, it doesn't necessarily I'm not saying the person who's doing it means it that way. No. But I can see her frustration when she was talking to her about something. And instead of just listening to what she had to say, she was like, Let me give you a hug. Yeah, it's, it's like, shut up. Let me give you a hug. Yeah, I, and I know she probably doesn't mean it that way. Like, I don't want to malign. It is kind of patronizing. You're right. It's like, oh, it's a good boy. It's a baby. <laughs> don't worry, man. You're fine. You stupid little problem. Yeah, and I want to stress, I don't think Patty Perky's a bad person. No, she's a good person. She likes hugging people and she likes having a bubblegum stapler and she likes saying everything's great. Yeah. She's not a bad person. No, she's on a different wavelength she's from just, B. She's just an annoying person. No, but to some people, she's probably a delight. 
She's most maybe people, a ray of sunshine. A lot of people find her annoying. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my point being is I, I think that I, I don't want to malign Patty no, Perky. I don't either. I, I, think I think that the world needs Patty Perky. If the whole world was Patty Perky, we would be very, everyone would be very happy. There'd probably be a lot of people. No, I don't think everyone would be happy. No? No, you need some Patty Perkies. You can't have all Patty But if Perkies. everyone was Patty Perky, they would like to get hugs as much as they give hugs. You Oh, let me ask you this. Ooh. Do you think Patty Perky is a hug bully? Do you think she needs to initiate the hug? And if the hug is put, <laughs> put upon her, she doesn't like it as much. Oh, I wonder. I wonder. You know, I'm not getting a vibe from Patty Perky that, like I said, that she reads between the lines. No, there's she's no not, reading. Yeah, she's not reading subtext. I don't know if she just reads. I don't think that's her thing. <laughs> She's she's not, I think, noticing little social cues. No. Okay, so let's, I think it's safe to say we agree with B, but with some caveats. I don't no. want to, I think that there is a time and a place for this kind of person. You know, maybe she could always act like she just got her nails done. Like, she's <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 no. Nails wet. <laughs> is that something, that's something women do, right, with the nails? I'm amazed that that's what came to your mind. I was, I was thinking, I was going through all the ways of doing this without actually confronting her. But confronting someone in this situation is extremely oh. awkward. As a matter of fact, so awkward that I, even as, you know, a a, a podcast advice giver, <laughs> yeah. I cannot bring myself to tell her to confront her. Because mm. I know I couldn't do it. I can't tell anyone to do something that I know I couldn't oh, do. I, th- I think I, you know, for as non-confrontational as I am, I have it in me for the right occasion. Could you tell someone to stop hugging you? Okay, someone she, who's really nice okay, to be, you. Let's be frank. She's got two options here. The first is to ignore her her boundaries and her discomfort yeah, and her intense it. irritation, and to just allow herself to be hugged. How often is she being hugged? Once a week. Again, I know if it's a personal space thing, but she even said she's like, I don't have an issue with hugging. I just have an issue with hugging her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's option number one. And if she doesn't want things to get awkward, then she just has to deal because this is going to be awkward whether she goes to HR or uh, going or to HR. Come on, I can't go to HR. You can't go to HR. You can't go to HR. Do not go to I, she, HR. Yeah, she even said, You're going to ruin Patty Perky's yeah. life. Okay, <laughs> You're gonna, she's going to she's going to go home and she's going to she's going to eat all the cat food in her house. <laughs> food. She's going to go insane. What you makes can't you think Patty Perky's a cat person? I have a feeling Patty Perky has a cat. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm picturing a little fluffy Pomeranian. Oh, you're right. She's a little tiny dog person, yeah. which is fine. We yeah. like tiny dogs. I'm picturing her painting the nails of her Pomeranian pink. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. And hugging it too much. The Pomeranian, <laughs> believe me, if there's anyone who doesn't like to get hugged, it's that little Pomeranian. He's so sick of it. No, okay. but seriously, I'm going to say it right now. I, I know the answer to this question. What is it? I know it. You can't tell her to stop hugging you. You can't go to human resources. And I don't think you can just sit back and let this continue to happen. Mm. I know how this is done. And this is easier for guys and women, but this is how it's done. Okay. You take the hug uh-huh. one day, the next hug, there's going to be a hug. I'm assuming. Can you imagine? It's like a, a watch kettle never boils. Like she never asked her to hug her again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, why are you want? And then eventually she wants to get hugged. She's like, why, why aren't you offering me hugs anymore? <laughs> what, what, did I do something wrong? Why? I don't understand. She's like, oh, I just don't feel like hugging. What's the big deal? <laughs> okay. Anyway, my point is, is that when the next hug comes, yeah. make a little joke. That's sort of a passive aggressive joke. Very few times in life is passive aggressiveness the, the preferred method mm. of resolution. But in this case, it is. You take the hug and you're like, you really like, you like a good hug, huh? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay, that's a very And watch easy. what happens. Okay, so I respect that. 
I respect that answer. For me, if I'm totally honest, she would have to make my skin crawl for me She's to ever address it. She's writing into a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Her skin's I think it's, crawling. it's at that point. So if, if it were reaching that point for me, and I really just didn't care if I was ever friends with this person, it was just... It, speaking of perfunctory it's like we are just coexisting co-workers like we i'm here interacting with you because i have to and nothing more yeah. i might be like can i be honest with you i really like you as a person i'm just not i'm not a hugger and it's nothing against you i've always been like this she can lie and say that she's just not a hugger in general no, you, you ruined her whole month patty perky's now well, gonna be in the dumps well for, patty for perky's month. ruining her day every time she forces her to she's hug not her. ruining her day she's ruining like there's the anticipation of the hug. Uh-huh. So there's maybe like 20 minutes of that during a day. And then there's a, there's one minute of hug. Yeah. <laughs> 20 seconds of hug. I don't know. It's maybe one a really minute long. of hug. We're talking one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three. It's probably at most three Mississippi. 20 minutes a day. It's extremely low level terror followed by like 10, 20 seconds of discomfort. Mm. And honestly, that's not enough to ruin. Patty Perky's a lovely person. Mm. She's so, she just wants to spread joy. She just doesn't do it the right way. She doesn't read the room. Yeah. You got it. You got to give it to her in a passive aggressive way. I, I'm I'm convinced I'm right about this. <laughs> You're like she just wants to spread joy. You got to give it to her in a passive aggressive way. <laughs> you, <laughs> okay, so we can agree to disagree on this one. I look. I think that yours is a very respectable route. I just think that she can really, really get the job done. And kind of put the onus on Patty Perky. You have to do it. You, to, it to, to draw the line, to know. It, pa- it's a high wire act. If you slip one little slip of a toe, you fall to your death. It's always about the toe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this toe is really, I can't forget about that Wait, toe. Wait, how is it a high wire act? Because if you fail, if you don't deliver it exactly right from beginning to end, you're going to make this person very upset. You're going to give them a, a complex for the rest of their life. You're going to ruin it. No, she's going to be thinking I, about this every time she comes to the office. She's like, oh, I hug people too much. Oh, there's something no, wrong with me. No, your route is more likely to lead to that. Oh, you really like hugging, huh? Versus B would be making it about her. She would be like, I like you as a person. Is nothing against you. I'm just not a hugger. No, it's worse. No. Because at least there's mystery. I disagree. There's mystery. There's mystery in the passive aggressive route. Yeah, but 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 the mystery means also that she could just end up enduring more hugs. It could I, be all for nothing. I promise you that the awkwardness will not die if she takes that course. It'll stay there. It'll just be different. It'll mm. change. Because every time they see each other, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no hugs today. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that she's got a, it's a boundary. I'm constant, like socially, like when we, when we see friends we haven't seen in a while or like, and maybe their husband's there and I'm like, I've met him like twice. Are we hugging? Yeah. And you know, you, you're kind of like, I'm ready to do a handshake and it can morph into a hug depending on what they seem to be doing with me, you know? Sure. And Patty Perky is clearly not doing that. And some people just don't want to be hugged. And so she, B is allowed to just say that. And I don't think this needs to be made into a bigger deal than it is. Am All I winning right. you I mean, over I'm right not, now? I'm not, look, am I disagreeing with your tactic? No. I'm not disagreeing with yours I either. just lean towards mine. Okay. And, and that's I how lean. I would do it. Yeah. People want to know, I'm I'm Adam of <laughs> Tear Shandy, and I'm telling you, Adam would do it this way. Yeah, and Charlene would do it this way, not to right. speak in the third person. So we're but, allowed to disagree. People like it when we disagree. But they both involve, let's be clear, they both involve her doing something to stop it. Totally. All right, B, good luck. I do think you need a little. (laughs) All right, this next question is from C as in the letter. Another word. C, have we had a single letter that's not also a word in this Q&A? Not that I can think of. Oh. K. R. 
But what was K? K. Oh, K is, yeah, you're right. K is just a letter. Every kiss begins with K. That's a, that's a jeweler. But you could also say, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I know. You could say K, like, like K. Like, that's technically a word in, in modern English. Okay, now. Yeah, like, like apostrophe K. K. Yeah, when you text someone, you're like, I'm going to meet you at this place at seven o'clock. You're like, K. Yeah. That's not, that's basically a word. Okay. So every, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> It's really important, it right. very important stuff. P.S. She said should take less than two minutes to read. Yeah. Dear Shandy, I've been an avid Shandy since the start and have listened to every single episode. You two never fail to make my day, whether I'm laughing, agreeing, or even disagreeing mm. with your takes. Thank you, Thank C. You. Here is my dilemma. I, 28 female, have been dating my partner, 32-year-old male, for four years now. When we first started dating, we were hot and heavy. I'm talking sex five times a day. Butterflies, flowers, fancy dinners, and just a whirlwind of romance. Throughout our four years, we grew deeper into love. We learned to communicate our deepest feelings. He holds me when my anxiety takes over, and we both want the same things in life. We live together and both work from home, so whether intended or not, we spend most most of our time together. Hmm. Now, four years into the relationship, I feel some of the initial thrill fading. I found Went my down s- to four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was too big a no, violin. No, but for the, our listeners, you have violin. to demo- You have to. Oh, I'm sing. playing a small violin. Yeah, listeners. Small. Yes. Here. Now sing it. <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting into this song. I know. I'm starting to wonder where it's going. I'm like, oh, is there a B section? <laughs> I found myself frequently wanting space from him and sometimes just wanting to live alone for a week to get some breathing room. I still love him deeply, but sometimes I look in his eyes and I don't feel that massive bright eyed spark I felt in the beginning. I've communicated this somewhat to him, and I say somewhat because how do you tell your significant other that you don't feel a passionate spark anymore? It's certainly one-sided, as in he doesn't feel the same way I do. We both work very demanding jobs, but I try my best to get out of the house on weekends and socialize with others to get some space from him, and we do make a conscious effort to have a date night several times a month. For background, this is my longest relationship ever. Hmm. My last one lasted two years, the one before that one year. He has had two four-year relationships in his life. My question is this. Is this normal four years into the relationship and during this post-pandemic world we live in? Or is this a sign that we should break up? Is it idealistic to expect a relationship to remain in that honeymoon stage forever? Does every long-term relationship go through this phase at some point? Thank you. Any input is greatly appreciated. C. As in the letter. She wrote as in the letter. (laughs) Also the word. So um, the answer is yes. The the, the honeymoon is a phase. Yeah. The secondary answer is a little more nuanced and complex because, again, and it's not her fault. There was a lot of detail here, Mm -hmm. but I would need like a a tome of detail Mm -hmm. to really understand where it is. It was less than two minutes to read. No, no, don't. This is not encouraging tomes. No tomes. I do think that there are different, there are varying shades and everyone's different, right? These two, like, look, they started, you know what it's like? It's like a giant sun, you know, the bigger the sun star, whatever, Mm -hmm. the faster it dies. Oh, really? So yeah, you'd think a ginormous sun lasts forever. No, you know, the stars that last forever and literally like we're talking as close to forever as you mathematically can get. We're talking stunts that'll last Five trillion years. Okay. These little tiny suns. Wow. Tiny. 
little tiny suns, which they don't burn that fast. Yeah. The ones that are big burn fast and they die hard. Okay. And I do think that if you start a relationship out with five times a day sex, I mean, that's absurd. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're an animal. <laughs> But but that's that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to live up to. Like, how do you what do you go to that five to four? Like, how what's the pacing? How do you get down to an like a, a reasonable amount of of sort of relationship sex? But that's not I don't want to focus on the sex yeah. thing. That's just silly. My point is, is that they start out very hot and heavy, very hot and heavy. Yeah. And that has to fade. You cannot maintain that because you will like that giant star die very fast. Mm-hmm. You have to be a little star. Well, and that's why you see a lot of couples who do start with that passion. They become really toxic because the only way to maintain that kind of passion is to break up, get back together, break up, get back together yeah. for there to be this, you know, this turmoil that infuses passion and drama. I'm sorry, you cannot recapture the early stages because part of that is discovery. It's the unknown. Mystery. Yeah, the same way, you know, you can be with someone for 10 years and you love them really, really deeply, but you're not going to get that same like, prickly feeling on your skin that you do with a total stranger who you might not even be that attracted to but just because they're unknown you're like oh yeah being not attracted to might be even like good (laughs) (laughs) I was using sorry just some autobiographical (laughs) stuff there I think you were really expecting me to agree with you. Yeah, I didn't get anything there. You know, every every pitch you uh, you look at is uh, something you don't hit for for you know. Yeah, there you go. Good. So I every shot you you don't take is 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 nothing. You miss one hundred percent. Thank you. Shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. I will not forget after the Canadians shamed me. They're like. Charlene Gretzky. Yeah. I thought it was a baseball thing. Yeah. Like, like swinging. No, no. I know that now for life because the Shandies are like Charlene. You miss all the shots you don't take. Yes. That's basically 100%. Okay. Yeah. 100%. 110%. <laughs> okay. okay. So, yeah, I can totally agree with you. When I read this, and uh, this was my second read, I feel even more strongly. It's like, you can, yeah, like, yes, every relationship goes through seasons, but mm-hmm. you, it's going to take a lot to recapture those beginning stages. But, you know, they're four years in. They've gone on a journey. Four and, years is a long time. Yeah, The honeymoon period, no honeymoon lasts four years. No. None. No they, one's ever had that. They've replaced passionate love with companionate love. Yeah. And sometimes you get sick of your partner here and there. And, you and you know, you can take some space. There's nothing wrong with no, that. No. Uh, yeah. I think it's... I highly recommend it, in fact. I like that she's clearly making an effort to be very social, to have a little space. Highly recommend the book uh, Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. if you haven't read it, see. But I think that you need maybe a little more space than he needs or maybe more space than you thought you needed in the beginning of this yeah. relationship. But I do not get... Oh, you should break up from this. No, 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 no. Unless she was missing a paragraph about how terrible things are. Well, that's the thing. That's why I said there's a lot of specificity here, but but 
but to keep this under a 20 minute question, mm-hmm. we can't have all the information we really need. And mm-hmm. the information we really need to make an assessment on that is what is your day to day like? Like, really, what are the issues you're working through? Mm-hmm. And if there are some real problems and you don't love him anymore, if you really feel like you don't love him anymore mm-hmm. and you're starting to think about other guys, like you're like, maybe I'd rather be with that guy or this guy mm-hmm. or this type of person. Then there's a real problem and maybe you should break up. But you didn't say anything like that. You're just saying that the honeymoon period's over, the thrill, whatever that means, because you have to define thrill too. Because I'm thrilled to be with you every day, but it's not, okay, take it easy. (laughs) Take it easy. No, but I think even my reaction shows, like we have days where we're, you know, snapping at each other or like not, you know, it's, you live together. It's inevitable that the sheen is going to wear off, but it goes through waves. Like we'll have... another season where we're like oh so in love and more romantic and then you know it becomes more functional for a while it's like a bird i always see birds i'm like unbelievable these birds don't appreciate flying look Mm. at them they just get up and fly yeah and and they're probably saying to me like i've been flying since i was born yeah i know flying is nothing to me like the first few times i flew out of the nest it was amazing yeah and now it's just like i fly it's like walking why are you telling me that i should be excited about flying Mm -hmm. you should be excited about walking although (laughs) i can walk too so actually that's not that cool <laughs> wait so the connection but my point is is that anything you do even as as magical as it is the first time if you do it every day for mm. the rest of your life it loses the magic and you get little bumps it's like a chart it's like one of those little you know like a like a like an ekg like so, boom yeah as opposed to like you know yeah and hopefully it isn't like this like you want to just yeah. sort of like hover in a, a like yeah, just, i would rather be with this person than not be with this whoop. person's state thrill <laughs> thrill yes And you touched on her maybe thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind having sex with that person. I wouldn't mind having sex with that person. You know, that's another option to explore if this is something you can wrap your mind around or he can wrap his mind around. But the idea that if you want to open things up or maybe not make the relationship like straight black and white monogamous, you might discover that it brings thrill back into your relationship and you can sort of make that look however you And want. we're assuming that the thrill she's talking about is mainly sexual. And I'm saying that because of her email. Right. She, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's why you, I know yeah. why you were saying that. But I do think that to maintain a level of sexual intensity like you seem to have had in the first part of your relationship, the honeymoon part, mm-hmm would require at this point some next level effort. I agree. Like you just can't go back to be like, let's start having sex five times a day again. (laughs) That's not going to work. You Mm -hmm. need to figure out a new way. You need to open another door. And I'm not saying that door has to be like you having orgies every weekend, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying just something different. You can't expect the relationship to just give you the thing that you need to bring that magic back. Totally. Because you get the thrill from novelty. Yeah. And we as humans are easily desensitized. It's the same goes for just about anything you do. You know, got to mix it up. Yeah. If you feel the need, if you feel the need, if you just suddenly settle in, like there's a lot of relationships where people like start off having a bunch of sex, they settle into being great friends and Mm -hmm. also, you know, still romantic partners and they're happy as a clam and it's great and they don't need anything. The honeymoon period almost was stressful for them. Mm -hmm. Now it's just like delight, bliss, marital bliss as they call it. Yes. I implore you, C, to maybe take stock of what is great in this relationship, what you have 
acquired in lieu of that passionate love, that companionate love you've got, the fact that he holds you when you're feeling anxious yeah. and you want the same things and you're growing together on the same path. You have, in, by, by spending four years with this person, now you have something else. You may not have sex five times a day, but you have someone who, who knows you deeply and who loves you when you're at your worst. You know, these are things that you, you can find anyone to have hot sex with. Yeah. You, you know, I, I don't want to be all idealistic yeah. and romantic about this. But. Marriage marriage is not, and I know this is like I'm really breaking new ground with this <laughs> statement. Marriage is not about sex. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark that one, Andy. <laughs> okay, enough. If the issue, and she did not word it like this, if the issue is that she's no longer attracted to him. She said she no longer has that bright-eyed, like, thrill about him. Yeah. But if she's no longer attracted to him, like, she's repulsed by him that's a totally different question Yeah, and that's usually not a physical thing that's a that's a mental thing yeah but i because she didn't mention that once we're not going to lean in that direction yeah yes yeah it's possible that you should break up but based on your email you shouldn't yeah (laughs) good answer (laughs) if you are unsatisfied with that answer i think you should maybe sit with that like if she wanted us to say you should break up and is disappointed that we didn't say that, mm. then there's there was something missing from this email. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. Okay. Very good point. All right, see, good luck. I think you might need a little because I think that some of this is the inner work. Yeah, this yeah. is the inner work. This yeah. is an inner work thing. Yeah, partly, and it, part of it might also be outer work in terms of like shaking things up in their relationship to make it suit her better the question is is this a thrill is gone like a normal transition out of honeymoon period Mm. or is this like a bb king thrill is gone and if you don't know i'm talking about listen to that song (laughs) why don't you serenade us all right now Andy? the thrill is gone (laughs) thrill is gone baby (laughs) very good that's it B.B. King just rolled full one full turn in his grave. We got so many good little sing songs out of you from this one alone. Really? I don't remember singing this episode. Did I sing? Oh, from this question, you you sang a a mini violin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. did. Thrill. (laughs) Thrill. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a song? (laughs) It wasn't not a song. All right, Andy, I think then that's a wrap for this Q&A. All right. Any closing statements? No, I like Q&As. Yeah, same. And I like people who like Q&A. Me too. We like our Q&A shanties. Yes. We and do. we can say that because our non-Q&A shanties aren't listening. Yeah. So <laughs> suck it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell them. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Dear Shanty. Bye bye. Yeah.